Hello and welcome to another episode of Latina Life with Jenna Malena. Our super Latina today is eccentric, vibrant, ambitious, just hermosa all around. She's an international entertainer, a singer, an author, a model, an actress, uh, I mean everything, you name it, TV host, and well known for her role on VH1's Love and Hip Hop Miami. She is also a proud Afro-Latina who is educating everybody about her culture and her heritage. And she's participating in this year's American Reality TV Awards, and we are lucky enough to get a little bit of time with her. So let's welcome her to the show. Welcome to the show, Amara La Negra. Thank you so much for being with us. Hi, my love. Thank you so much for having me. Super excited to be telling you um, a little bit of the things that I have going on in my life. And, and thank you for allowing me to use your platform to you know, reach out to my fan base and new ones as well. Oh my gosh. And we're just so, I mean, we're thrilled and just so lucky to have you on. I'll make a little note. Melena's not with us. Um, she's stuck right now and, and can't get on. So it'll be you and me, which I'm excited about. We got a lot to cover, but you know what, let me just jump right in because what I love about you and your personality is like you have really brought to the forefront what Latinas look like, you know, how different we can be, you know, Afro Latinas and how we should embrace it. And I am just so, I mean, Whenever I, I see you on Instagram, I see you on a show, I see you, you know, doing anything, you are so authentic and you are so proud. And, you know, sometimes it's hard for Latinas to really embrace themselves and be that way, you know? And so I'm just wondering, like, what was it in your childhood and your upbringing that really gave you that confidence, you know, in yourself and, you know, to well, not, I always give credit. I I always give credit to my mother for supporting me, for believing in me, for always encouraging me to be the best that I could be, to not feel that I was less than. I mean, I think that the way that you're raised by your parents, uh, the influence of your parents is very important because we parents, whether they believe it or not, we look up to them, you know, and we really do believe the things that, are, that they say. That's why it's so important for parents to be careful with what they say while their children are growing up, because it does affect them. My mom always made sure that my self-esteem was high. So I'm mm -hmm. definitely grateful for that. You know, it's so interesting because I'm wondering, you know, is it where, you know, Latinas grew up that makes a difference, right? Because I grew up on the West side here in California, Southern California, you know, surf city, blonde, thin, you know, assimilating, especially as a first generation, you know, Mexican-American, my parents are from Mexico, was kind of like, the, the thing to do, you know, you don't really, right. you know, wave the flag here. So what was the neighborhood like for you and your childhood like for you growing up? Well, growing up in Miami, Miami is very versatile in culture, very versatile, you know, overall in race. So you'll see a lot of Colombians, Dominicans, Puerto Ricans, Haitians, Jamaicans, you see a little mm -hmm. bit of everything. So Miami is very diverse. It's like, to me, it's like one of the most Caribbean um states that there is so to me um it was kind of easy because it was like a melting pot of cultures however later on as I grew we ended up moving to a more African-American neighborhood oh. where things did get a little bit more difficult for me because I, I kept everywhere where I went I kept trying to identify who I was where I was from you know mm. um you sometimes you would think, well, I look like you. So I'm guessing that, you know, we share the same culture and it's, and it wasn't the case, but you know, all of those things were learning and growing experiences for me. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Now, what were, uh, you talked about the being difficult um, when you moved to that new neighborhood, 
and you know, obviously as a kid, a teenager, you know, even a, a young adult, it can be really hard. Was there an, an instance where, you know, there was kind of like a reckoning you had to come to and decide like how you were going to react to certain things? I think that in the beginning, um, everybody's always trying to, I think it's normal um, that at one point in life, you're trying to identify who you are, where you're from, how should you act, what should you wear? You know, you, you go through stages. I even went through a gothic stage where I was trying to identify myself, like, you know, who am I? You know, I went through my Amber Crombie stage and, and, you know, I think it's, it's good for you to explore. So in that, in that exploration, I was surrounded in a community, like I said, predominated by African-Americans. And I did look like them, but I knew, you know, and I did look like them and they looked like me, but I knew that, you know, going back home, my mom was, you know, putting merengue, perico ripia, we were watching soap operas in Univision. And I'm like, so how come they're not doing that? You know, mm -hmm, how mm -hmm. come we're, we are different, but we look the same. Mm -hmm. So I just thought it was, you know, eventually I thought I was just, I was just trying to identify myself. Was it hard a little bit culturally? It was just trying to understand our differences. Mm -hmm. um, but then at the same time, realizing that we had so many things in common. So it's a little bit difficult to explain, but um, those that get it, get it. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. That's true. It's true. And, you know, it, it, is a, it is a rocky road. It is really hard. I remember talking to um, one of our guests, who's Chef Bren Herrera, who's also an Afro-Latina um, from Cuba. And she said when she got older, she kind of felt like, she had a little bit of a crisis identity because she wasn't 100% one and 100% the other. So not truly hundred percent. Yeah. Accepted. The same, the, the same, the same thing that happens to me. Like if I'm in around a lot of Latinos that don't, you know, look like me, that aren't as dark as I am. I would feel like that. Like you're too, you're too black to be Latina or too Latina to be black. And it was just in a difficult space. Cause you're like, yeah, but you'll see negra como usted, but mm -hmm. you know, culturally we're not the same. And then when you're with Latinos, it's like la negra is like, it was just a little bit difficult, you know, later on with time, I was able to be mature enough to understand, accept it, evolve from it and use it as my power. But at one point, obviously, you know, it was a little bit difficult trying to fit in. Right, right. And it is difficult when you're trying to be successful, right? When you're trying to have a career and especially in entertainment. And I know that you're you're a singer at first. I, mean, I just love your transformation, honestly, from beginning to end. And I just love how you embrace yourself. And I know watching you on Love and Hip Hop, you know, we've seen, um, you know, your journey there. There was one moment I have to bring up when you met with, I forget his producer name or something, and he brought up your hair and wanting to change your hair. And oh, yeah. Yeah. Do you remember that? And then you like gave him maybe two minutes and you went, bye. You walked away. And I have my thing. My thing was, my thing was that I, I never, and I, I've always been, um, how can I say this? My hair isn't who I am. My hair doesn't define me. My mm -hmm. hair is just part of me. And mm -hmm. I use my hair as a way to protest, as a way to, you know, represent my people, as a way to be rebellious towards society. That's what it was as a way to be rebellious towards society's standards of quote unquote beauty. That was mm -hmm. my way of, of, you know, standing up and speaking up. But I always said that the day that I changed, I, I was going to change for me, not because I felt pressured by society to do it. So yes, a lot of people have seen that I've done many changes over time. I still have my Afro under all these wigs, mm -hmm. but um, 
I just felt like, you know, as an artist, I did have to understand a little bit that it was okay. It was cool to evolve, to change, to try different things, as long as I, I stayed true and honest to myself. And that's important, completely important to do. What have been, like, I know you, you talked about some of the um, challenges. I mean, talking to the Latina community about, you know, being more supportive and being more embraceful, you know, of each other, especially, you know, for, because there is colorism in the community. We've seen it here. We've seen it in Los Angeles, you know, with the local, you know, council over here, even um, Tenoch Huerta, you know, the actor from Wakanda talks about like how he wants the younger people, especially in Mexico, to see that it's not just all fair-skinned people. So what should the Latina community do? How can they improve? How can we improve in regards to embracing that and breaking down this colorism? Well, amongst us, I think that we have to stop being, I'd never like to generalize, right? So I won't generalize, but amongst us, those that are, those that do do it, we need to stop being racist ourselves. Mm-hmm. We need to start, we need to, we need to stop uh, being classist ourselves, you know, mm-hmm. and I say that because we love to point out the way that others treat us, but do we actually pay attention and judge the way that we treat ourselves? You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, and I say that in the, in the aspect of even in the, in, even in the Latino community, in many occasions, whoever is the darkest in the family will feel the pressure from their own family members. Um, mm. in the family you mm-hmm. are the you know you're the black one you're the, the and they always make sure that you see it that you know it so I'm like mm-hmm. amongst ourselves the way that we treat each other we can't expect other races to treat us differently when they see the way that we treat ourselves when they right. hear the comments that we say to ourselves when they mm-hmm. see that we don't include people that look like ourselves on TV on magazine covers on movies when we have been brainwashed to believe and think that there's a a stereotype that we should follow so what can we do we need to change ourselves as a community in order for us to expect change to happen overall Mm -hmm. that's and you know what and I love how you know you keep talking about your mom I know you're so close to your mom um I love that you do everything with your mom what did she tell you earlier on that really shaped you and your philosophy, especially when it comes to, you know, dealing with people who are trying to put you in a box. Make sure that your lives, make sure that your life matters. You know, mm-hmm. um, it's been one of her things like, mm-hmm. don't, don't just be one more person alive. Make mm-hmm. sure that your life matters. Do a difference. The day that you die, what will people remember you for? Who will remember you? You know, and, I am only one person, but I know that my voice, my platform, my music, who I am as a person has been impactful in this world, not just amongst my community, because I've reached out from Africa to Europe to Central America to other other countries. I've reached out through my activism, through my words, through who I am as a person, because I'm not scared, because I am vocal, because I know that me being honest, transparent with with, you know, who I am will inspire and motivate, you know, others like myself and the next generation to come. Oh my gosh. Absolutely. 100%. And I mean, I feel like you gave us like the best advice that she's given you. Is that the motto that you always live by then? It is. I, I don't want to die and be forgotten. I want to be remembered for being uh, a woman that stood up for what she believed for being a representation of what the Afro Latino community is 
for inspiring and motivating others to make a difference. I want to be, you know, I want to be remembered. I don't want to be forgotten. And in order to do that, you have to be able to stand strong in what you believe in because not everybody's going to applaud you. Not everyone's going to think that you're great. Um, you know, sticks mm -hmm. and stones will be thrown at you and you need to be prepared for that. And when that happens, you use those same stones that have been thrown to you to build your empire. And that is so true. And that like kind of takes us into, you know, love and hip hop, because obviously we've seen, you know, you and your journey there, obviously moments there, you know, sometimes a little bit of drama going into that. Let's talk about the impact that reality TV has had, um, especially when it comes to diversity and representation, and especially specifically for Afro-Latinas and the Latina community. Um, do you see it, you know, as beneficial? Because sometimes some people have like, you know, I wouldn't say if it's like a, a negative feeling about it, but maybe a hesitant feeling, you know, about it. But I mean, seeing you on that, I was like, yes, when I saw you, I'm like, this is wonderful because to see someone who is confident of herself, you know, doesn't doubt herself, believe in herself, who, who looks like you just helps the rest of the Latina community. That's my feeling. No, and I'm grateful for it. You know, I'm, I'm grateful for loving hip hop because it allowed me to use my voice. It allowed me to, to speak my piece, uh, to bring awareness to, to, to a topic that I feel that for a very long time, it was put in the shadows and no one was really talking about it, but I lived it and, and I knew that me talking about it would help others. Um, I'm grateful that, that, you know, that they, they heard me and that they allowed me to use the platform to talk about it. So yeah, I think it was, it's been good. And I also know that me being vocal started many conversations worldwide. Me being vocal started many conversations that even made um, A&Rs, made directors, made many people, talent agencies, made many people in charge think of, well, maybe we should be more open-minded. Maybe we should try this. Maybe we should give them more opportunities. Maybe the next role that we do will have an Afro-Latina instead of having them pretend to be from somewhere else that they're not. So I, I believe that my work has impacted and has made a difference. And I am grateful that, like I said before, the love and hip hop allowed me to use their platform to, you know, let my voice be heard. I mean, that's amazing. It definitely, you know, it is. And it's so true because you have made such an impact. I was curious, I wanted to get your thoughts. Just I know you're taking part in the American Reality TV Awards that's happening, which, you know, I feel definitely needs to have a showcase of his own because reality TV, obviously, is is big every if it's a cooking show or if it's a show that's following the journey of a group of people living together um it draws people in i'm just wondering in regards to when you first entered you know what your thoughts were in regards to the representation and um has that changed does it still need to change i feel that as a person i can only do but so much i do feel that representation that the word itself has grown a little bit um, I do think that we see more diversity in comparison mm -hmm. to before. Mm -hmm. And I'm talking all the way around from body, different body shapes to different skin tones, to different accents, to different languages, to, I believe, different features. I, I believe that we are seeing a little bit more of what the representation is, but I know that it has been forced. It hasn't been an easy route. It has been, it has had through, it, it had to happen through blood sacrifice and a lot of tears uh, from a lot of the community saying we want to be heard we want to be seen and I do believe that little by little is not going to happen overnight but little by little we, we do see a little bit of the changes 
Yeah, it's true. It's true. It's, it's interesting. The Television Academy um, released this report basically saying what you're saying. It's being done little by little, but that there are still some groups that are marginalized, right? That are not feeling the benefits yet. And the Latin community is, is one of the groups, if not the group. And so what I love about you is that you've taken this journey and listen, you have, you're, you're an author now. Um, I know you've got other businesses going on. You've got a, a podcast on iHeart as well. And you're hosting La Charla. So it's, it's breaking that level, right? Breaking the level where you're going from in front of the camera to, you know, the executive level. Cause that's the level I really find like really tough to break. So what was it like for you? Well, to me, every, every project, I, first of all, I like to keep myself busy because I feel that keeping myself busy means that I'm living. Mm-hmm. Um, but being still sometimes is very important as well so that you can hear your mm-hmm. own thoughts so that sometimes you just need to let life happen. You can't control everything that happens. But um, being able to be occupied allows me to think of new ways and opportunities that I can be the representation for others like myself. Like in, in for example, La Charla, I'm grateful that Mark Schulman and I'm grateful for um, Marilyn Lopez and I'm grateful for my team overall for allowing me to be able to use that platform as well to be, you know, a strong woman, a strong representation of an Afro-Latina, of a Dominicana, and do it with other amazing women that are also empowering other women in the community and are doing great things overall, um, like Roxy and Mari Carmen. So, you know, that's a great opportunity. I am also on uh, My Cultura Podcast Network that comes out through iHeartRadio every Thursday on my podcast, Exactly Amara, where I am exactly myself. And it's the first it's the first um, podcast network that it's mainly, you know, Latino oriented where we can, you know, speak Spanish and be ourselves. Mm-hmm. So, yes, wherever I go, orgullosamente represento mi cultura, represento mi gente, represento mi bandera. Wherever I go, I proudly speak Spanish and I make sure that people know that Latinos are here and we're here to stay. And it's the best way that I can empower my people. God, that's amazing. That's so great. It's so great to hear because I mean, I can't tell you and I'm sure maybe you've seen instances or your mom has. I mean, there's been instances here of like someone spoke Spanish and not recent, but in the past, you know, people would say something like speak English. You're here. No, You're mi here amor, al revés. The more you tell me to speak English, the more I want to talk Spanish. As a matter of aprende español, you learn. So I'm <laughs> like, and even now as a mother, as a mother now, um, I am mother of two beautiful twin girls and now it is my responsibility. It is my duty. And I shall and I will teach Spanish to my daughters. Their first language will be Spanish. Um, even though that they were born in the United States, they were born in Miami, just like myself. My mm-hmm. first language was Spanish because in my mm-hmm. household, we only spoke Spanish. And I learned English in school. Mm-hmm. And I want my daughters to be able to be influenced by our Latino culture as well. Como buena dominicana. Mm-hmm. I don't want them to lose that just because they are being raised in the United States. I was as well, but I never, thanks to my mom though, um, she never allowed the uh, American culture to take away from me knowing que yo soy Latina and we eat platanos, we eat arroz con frijoles, and this is who mm-hmm. we are. And yes, you were born in the United States, but culturally, this is where we come from. Oh my, that's, I'm telling you, it's about the food, the, the language, and the music, right? That keeps you rooted. That's what I hear all the time. Of course, of course, of course. yes. I mean, it, mm-hmm. if you're far away, if you're far away from your country, you have to bring your country to you. 
Oh, so true. So true. So I want congratulations. Yes, because you're you, you're on, on the twins, on the girls, they're so adorable. They're just scrumptious. You just want to squeeze them. And we, I love how you share, um, you know, the moments, you know, with everybody on Instagram. Um, have you thought, I mean, I know you started out like on Sabado Gigante. I have to bring that up. And I saw some. Yes. What was that journey like for you? And and if your girls were interested in doing that, something like that, would you want to? Well, would you let me say something. something. Unfortunately, we don't have a Sabado Gigante anymore more Mm -hmm. um but i will do everything possible to take my daughters towards that direction and if later on in life they're like mommy we don't want to do this then cool but if i can give them an opportunity of you know because in my case i'm i'm i already worked hard to open those doors so i know exactly where to take them through it um and you know they're babies they're not even a year old they're seven months and they already have their own little two hundred thousand followers on their own and you know, they have the children's book, Las Royal Twins, coming out next year. They have their clothing line, lasroyaltwins.com. You can go purchase. Um, we have also in the Dominican Republic, Las Royal Twins Transportation, which is a car rental. And then at this moment, I literally am at Las Royal Twins Empire, which is one of our uh, real estate in, uh, properties that we have for Airbnb that All I have right. invested in. And this is my way of creating generational wealth for my daughters. It's my way of empowering them and also giving them their own business at, you know, at an early age. You're like baby entrepreneurs. Yeah. Generational wealth. That is something that is so important. I've been talking to Melaine about that. I know we want to have a discussion about that because I think it's something in the Latin, in the Latin community that really, especially when you're here, isn't really talked about. You know, I know growing up at first, you know, Jen that it was all about work, get a job, work, get a job, but not really think, and you say, right. But how do you create generational wealth? When, when did that like, you know, become a focus for you? Well, the thing about it is that I come from an immigrant mother who didn't know the language, who struggled and worked very hard, you know, to see Mm -hmm. me succeed. Mm -hmm. And I understand how hard it was for her. Um, I believe, you know, looking at the way the success of other people in other cultures, right that they mm-hmm. do believe in generational wealth and they, they do businesses that they can pass on from one generation to the next. I want to be able to make sure that if God forbid, mm-hmm. mommy is no longer here, mommy left you a business. I shall teach you how to run your business, but mommy created the structure for you to be well off, you know, whether it mm-hmm. is that we have several, several investments properties that you can resell in case of an emergency, you can flip it. You can turn it into something else. I think that as a parent, it's important to teach your children about financial, you know, um, financial stability. Yes. Um, teach them, you know, about even even a will. What is a will? What are mm-hmm. taxes? What is the IRS? How do you save money? What is retirement? All these important things that we wait till it's too late. Right. When when we're able to teach them at an early point how to handle it. Yeah, absolutely. Okay, everyone note, everybody note that. Also, I'm curious because I'm sure you do get a lot of different opportunities coming your way. You're a successful businesswoman. What do you base your business decision on? Who do you talk to? What are the factors before you decide, yeah, this is what I want to do. This is my next venture. Sometimes it's my own craziness, my own craziness. (laughs) And um, sometimes you can't ask anybody. Sometimes you just have to believe in yourself and go off your own faith because not everybody will understand your vision, your purpose. And I believe that God gives you specifically an idea of vision, even when if you can close your eyes and see it, if you go to sleep and you have 
have an idea. Whatever it is, God put that in your mind for you. Not everyone is going to understand it. That's why some people have visions of things and people will be like, oh, that's impossible. It's impossible for you because it wasn't meant for you to make it happen. So mm -hmm. sometimes mm -hmm. it's best not even to ask. If you feel that this is what you want to do, you, you know, you can do it. There's a reason why in your mind that idea came about. So sometimes I just don't ask. I just do it. I like it. I like it. Right. You just have to do it. Do it. Just rip the bandaid off. Um, you know, I'm curious, you know, obviously your parenting for your mom to twins, you know, how is parenting life going? How is mom helping out? Um, what's the best parenting advice you you've gotten? Well, my mom, you already know, is my best friend. She has mm -hmm. helped me so much. She, you know, she's my support system right now with my girls. She's helping me, you know, basically to raise my daughters while I continue to work. I mean, it's a village, right? Because, mm -hmm. um, you know, it's the two of us, but she knows that I need her support. <laughs> I need her support in order because I am the brains, you know, I am the breadwinner and I support my daughters. I am mother and father to my daughters. So I support mm -hmm. my daughters. I support all my businesses, my family. I have employees. So I am the head of everything. If I don't work, then everything falls apart. So, you know, we all know what our place is in my, in my career in order for us to succeed. Mm -hmm. And I actually say that, you know, like you said, you're the mother and father to both of your, to, to your daughters and seeing you in your place, being successful, doing it all, showcasing how, you know, just be surrounded by strong women. I mean, it's nothing to be ashamed of. Like in the past, there was a little bit, you know, it's like, oh my gosh, she's on it. But that's not the case anymore, especially with you in the forefront doing your parenting like this in this style. For sure. For sure. There's ways where, you know, sometimes in life you have to do what you have to do. And God also, because I'm a big believer in God. God is my everything. God sometimes will um, <laughs> test your strength. He'll test mm -hmm. your strength to see how much you can take. And Right now he's testing me, but I am doing, I'm being the best and strongest warrior I can be. And, and I'm doing the best I can. So I hear you. I hear you. I, there's been a couple of moments this past week where I'm like, really? Like how many see, more things? See. But I'll <laughs> tell you this much. I'll tell you this much. Honestly, I want to thank all my supporters, all my followers, all the people that appreciate who I am as a person who have been there for me who watch the shows and listen to my music and, and listen to my podcast and everything else. Um, and if you didn't know, but like I said before, I have my podcast exactly Amara on iHeart every Thursday. Yep. Um, I have my TV show now, which is coming out. Well, my t I am part of the TV show Las Charras on mm -hmm. LA TV. I'm also doing Love and Hip Hop Miami, the fifth season. We're starting to yep. prepare for January. Right now, in um, the 28th of November, we'll be airing family reunion, the love and hip hop, uh, edition in Jamaica. I am working on doing movies here in the Dominican Republic. Like I said before, all my real estate investments, my transportation company, my clothing line, all the amazing things that I'm doing. I keep myself pretty busy and I am a strong single mother. I am a strong Latina, strong Afro Latina, letting you women know that anything is possible. You just have to work your butt off and be be determined, be ambitious, work hard. Nada es imposible. Lo que hay que echar para adelante y estar enfocado. And determination is key. So on my behalf, um, I want to thank another strong woman like yourself for allowing me, like I said before, to use your platform to reach out to my fan base. Guys, if you're new to Amara La Negra or if you already know about me, 
feel free to follow me at all my social media platforms at Amara La Negra A L N. Amara La Negra A L N. I always post everything new and everything that I'm doing in life right there. And um, what can I say? I'm just I'm just grateful to be here. Oh my God, we're so grateful to have you here. And before you know, Amara La Negra, I love Amara, but that wasn't your given name, right? You decided to change it. So I was just curious as to what were the factors behind that. I, I don't know the story at all. Well, my name is Diana Daniris de los Santos, and I was in a girl group. I was in a girl group called Amara, and unfortunately, the girl group fell apart. So I decided to stay focused and determined in my career, and I stayed with the name Amara, which means eternal beauty and woman of cinnamon skin in Latin. Mm-hmm. And then La Negra, a lot of people didn't remember my name, so they would be like, ¿Cómo se llama La Negrita? What's, what's La Negra's name? And then it just stuck La Negra. But then afterwards, it was my way of being rebellious because every it TV was. show I would go to, they're like, can we not call you La Negra? We just want to call you Amara. And I'm like, no, I'm proud of being Negra. What's wrong with it? And, you know, it's just my way of representing La Negrura. So, yeah. La Negra. Mm-hmm. Oh, I love that. And it's so true. That's telling you, it's like having that embracing yourself, leaning into your story, right? That's how we make a difference, leaning into your story. That's what yep. we've all heard about. So, okay, before I let you go, I know you're busy there um, in the DR. Just wanted to know if you could give one like tip, one word of advice who, for any Latinas that wanted to follow in your footsteps, like take the journey that, you, that you've taken. What would you tell them? Um, if I had any words, I'm sorry. If I had any words of encouragement, I would say, um, nobody said that the road would be easy. And in life, the question always is how bad do you want it? And if you want it bad enough, you're going to figure out a way to make it happen. And I truly live by that. Um, nothing is impossible. And if this is what you really want, go for it. And if that doesn't work, try something else. And if that doesn't work, try something else. But there's no guidebook on how to live your life. You just have to try everything and anything. And if you go to sleep at nighttime and you're not tired, then you didn't work hard enough. If you go to sleep and you still have energy, you didn't work hard enough. So you can't be upset if things don't turn out the way that you planned them to be. Because those that have succeeded barely get to sleep. And when they do, they are exhausted. So you should be trying to chase that dream and chase and chase them. Yeah. Take charge, chase the dream. The dream's not going to come to you. Chase you the dream. Mm-hmm. That's Absolutely. right. Mm-hmm. Uh, pues gracias. Agradezco el tiempo que nos que pues me daste, porque Malena no está, no está aquí. Thank you so much. I really appreciate it. I want to let, you know, besos a todas las tinas. Uh, everyone, our, you know, primas, las hermanas, who's listening to us, um, you know, take this inspirational story, you know, and use it to, um, you know, for you, for you to use it and to prove it. And listen to us Amen. again, Latina Life with Jenna Malena on iHeart and um, on Apple as well. And Amen. I love you. I just, I'm such a fan. Ay, I really am. Linda. I can't wait to see everything else that you do. And I'm wishing you the best. Amen. Amen. Muchísimas gracias. You already know that you're welcome aquí en la República Dominicana. Whenever you want to come, it's on me, mija. Besitos, oh, mi reina. You got it. Besitos. <laughs> Mwah. Okay. Chao, hasta luego. Mami. Chao. Bye.